for me, it was like seeing mainstream success. I felt like I was just, I had the underground unlocked, but I feel like I kind of got greedy. It's like, I want mainstream success. Like, I want to be on this level. Like, I want to do it like how he did it. So I didn't realize, like, I was so young, I didn't realize that integrity was my success. It came to a point where now I started chasing success over integrity. And then I realized, like, wait, I don't value success more than integrity. This is Nas. You're now listening to The Bridge, 50 Years of Hip Hop. What up, everyone? It's your co-host, Minya O, a.k.a. Miss Info. For years, Joey Badass was the darling of the underground hip-hop scene, but when his biggest hit, Devastated, was released, there was this immediate backlash from fans who didn't want Joey to go mainstream. And in this refreshing, honest dialogue between two MCs, Joey and Nas discussed that tension between progression and identity, creativity and commerce, and of course, the fans. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Joey Badass was a teenager when he captured the imagination of diehard hip-hop listeners. Older fans appreciated the young MC sound that was reminiscent of 90s hip-hop. For his younger fans, Joey and his pro-era crew represented a new force that was destined to bring glory back to New York. Joey lived up to the hype. He released excellent underground hip-hop for years before moving into an impressive acting career. But the music never stopped. Joey's sound keeps evolving. And the amazing thing is that he hasn't even reached his prime yet. The door is wide open for future classics. Yo, right here with the young Don, the one and only, my man, my brother, Joey Badass. What's up, bro? Peace, Queen. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? It's been a long time. I feel like I haven't seen you in years. Been too long. Joey, obviously we we've seen you acting, a lot of roles. Your agent is busy. <laughs> Do you film stuff like at the same time? Because using the the that Fifty Cent Power One, right? Mm-hmm. 
Blackish? No. Grownish. Grownish. Mm-hmm. Wu Tang. Oh, the Wu Tang show. Respect the deck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the rubber lioness. So, how does that feel? Like, you fully immersed in that Hollywood world or? And congrats yeah, you know. on the Oscar. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you, oh, yeah. Thank you. That's Thank great, you. man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I would say that I'm just getting my feet wet, really. Acting is something that's still allowed me this flexibility. As much roles as like you, you may have seen, it actually doesn't take up too much of my time. Like I'm able to balance being an actor and still doing what I got to do on the music side like pretty well. And I've also been lucky enough where most of the roles that I shot, mm-hmm. they shoot in New York. Yeah. So I don't really got to, you know what I mean, be away from home too long or anything to do what I got to do. Is that deliberate? Do you tell people, like, I only want... Oh, no, 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 no. It's just, it just fate. Happened. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just the way that it all lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Power, we shoot that in Mount Vernon. My first role that I booked was uh, for Mr. Robot. It was a show that was on USA. And uh, we were shooting that, that in New York as well. We did a lot of joints in the city in Brooklyn. Actually, when I was living in Brooklyn, they would shoot. The stage was like walking distance from my house. So it was super convenient. Like, wow. Yeah, I keep getting blessed with these convenient roles. Grownish is actually the only thing that uh, I had to go to L.A. to shoot. But those are like real quick in and outs mm-hmm. and everything. And you were playing so, yourself. That's my cousin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with Yara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Yara. Shout out to Yara. Yara. Sure. And did somebody say to you, you know what, Joey, you should really go out for this role. Or, you know, I, I really feel like you should also add this. Mm. To the things that you're doing. No, I always wanted to do acting. Okay. Yeah, since I was younger because, you see, when I was going from middle school to high school, I realized that there would be no schools that specialized in, like, rap. You know what I mean? Because I always made music. I was always, you know, writing music and writing songs. But um, I knew that I couldn't go to, like, a school to specialize in that. So I was like, okay, what's the next best thing that I want to do with my life? And that was... uh, Arts, performing arts, mm-hmm. uh, acting, and you know, so I got accepted into Edward R. Murrow. I was like a theater student, like the first two years. Oh wow! Until I got kicked out because I started hanging with my crew, uh-huh. and you know, it, it kind of took me out of that loop. But um, that's kind of where I got the first glimpse of that world. I knew that once I focused on the music career, I could always come back and use that as leverage in the future. So here we are. That's crazy. There was so much of like hip-hop back in the day that was in opposition to the performing arts it was like realness or show business right so like people didn't understand that if you don't have the performing arts aspect of it or you don't see it as something that you have to be able to do on stage i think like they missed out yeah yeah not sure it's true and you see that's the connection that i see between both worlds is charisma Mm. You know what I mean? Like charisma is what makes the greatest MCs great or what makes the greatest actors great. You know what I mean? So it's just it's that fine line. And, and once you could kind of grasp that, I feel like you could you could kind of coexist in both worlds. You know what I mean? Because people want to see more. Mm. People want to be inspired. People want to be blown away. Right. And that's why you're here, because you have multiple yeah. skill sets. You know what I'm saying? At least nowadays, one of the things that I think has changed for the better is that there is not as much emphasis on being the realest thing out. It's not about, like, have you done everything that you're rhyming about? Mm-hmm. You know, and Validation. now... Yeah, now people Validity. really appreciate you having a lot of hyphenates, right? Yeah. People respect it. They celebrate that. For real. Bro, you was born in 1995. Word up. You were a kid in the 90s. What happened to make you 
do an album called 1999. Yeah. Right. Because we love that. We love it. Well, growing up, I got to give a lot of credit to my moms because my moms were just like a big hip hop head. You know what I'm saying? Like she would play you, she would play Jay, she would play Big. You know what I'm saying? We was from Brooklyn. Living in Brooklyn, we had the West Indian background. So I just grew up around that energy. You know Jamaican what I'm saying? Jamaican or? Uh, so my mom's side St. Lucia, my pop side Jamaican. Dope. You know what I mean? So I just kind of grew up in that energy. And when I got older, like when I got to high school and shit like that, I started going backwards again. You know what I mean? Because as I was growing up, I was growing with the music of the times. Like, you know what I mean? Lil Wayne was like the hottest mm-hmm. shit. And boom, boom, boom. But when I got to high school, I realized that I knew a lot of this, what you call classic rap, but um, I haven't really dived deep for myself like you know my mom's had the album right. so i would hear it just off of like some, some secondhand shit but when i got older it's like yo i realized that now i gotta go back and i gotta like actually like you know really listen and pay attention and that's when i started listening to illmatic i listen to you know it was written i listen to reasonable doubt I listen to Pac. i listen to big that's when i realized like yo like the way i saw it at 17 is like yo i don't want to compete with nobody in my generation i want to compete with the greats like i want my shit up there on that level you know mm. what i'm saying like because to me that was top tier rap you know that was like immaculate and that's what i wanted to be the 1999 concept was even though it was 2012 i looked at 1999 like being the last year of the 90s or the golden age and i looked at myself as being the last hope wow and that's how i that's how that whole thing came together. There it is. Was it like also a rejection of what, what was happening? Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot of like me wanted to be the change that I wanted to see in the game at the time. What were you disillusioned by, or what were you trying to reject? Like what didn't you? Um, like? You know, it was just anytime we have this talk about the state of the rap game, like you know, we feel like it's being oversaturated by shit that's not like substantial and stuff like that, or shit that's not too profound or Mm -hmm. much of a challenge for the listener you know what i'm saying it's just like you know uh situation music and shit like that which is cool you know what i'm saying i believe in balance like i I got no negativity to spew towards any facet of rap you know what i mean but for me i like to represent the top tier you know what i mean the highest level or just just the rawest the rawest purest form of it and we love that it reminds me of myself, reminds me of the time I was coming up in the 90s, and that's how I looked at it. I'm like, the guys before me, I wanted to represent mm-hmm. what they were trying to push to the world. I wanted sure. to, I understood it. It's it's interesting to think, like, if Joey's saying that the era that you came up in and that he sort of recreated was the top tier, do you look at what's happening now and think, well, it still isn't as good as the art that was coming out in my sort of era. Do you still I feel like have it's that nostalgia? Different is everything is going to be different. Nothing's going to stay one way. But you know, when it comes to MCing, the art of rapping has is the art of rap. And that era that I was in, some people that were before my era might think that what they do was more the top tier. Yeah, you know, yeah. but they're all just derivatives of the essence of this whole thing. So I don't see it as that one's this or that. I do know that what my man, Mr. Badass, is doing made me raise eyebrows and nudge the homie like, yo, this is coming. You see, And that's what the word was 
around the rap industry, this dude is coming. I remember that very, very clearly. The way I look at it is there's a time and place for everything. Shit, like, they walk and ran so I could fly today. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, real talk. So, like, even for me today, like, me still, you know, being like a, a, a purist or whatever, mm -hmm. like a rapper's rapper, I'm able to thrive today because that's not the norm anymore. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now I kind of get to carve a lane of my own from that idea. Sometimes, yeah, you know, I guess it is a gift and a curse. And, and it's funny because, like, my favorite song on your new project is Wolf of the Children. You uh, know what I mean? And it's thanks. like with the line where you say, uh, like, my supporters who, who, who got these attachments to my old style. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Won't let you grow past it and shit like that. Like, right. that resonates with me deeply. What about the song that I know that we, we wanted to touch on? Peace of mind. Oh, peace of mind. It was because I was inspired by you on that song. I was speaking to my mans who was locked up, almost like how you were speaking on One Love. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Dope. that was the whole story behind it. Like my mans got caught up in some bullshit conspiracy, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like when when we start talking about shit, they try to label us as conspiracy theorists. Meanwhile, the government is locking niggas up off of conspiracy wow man. crazy yeah you know that song was in, it was inspired by you man listen man, man bless him man listen i feel like it ain't gotta be explained exactly but you know you know nah yeah, love is yeah, love big salute all the time oh Word man up. likewise Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% .9 pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. At the same time that expectation can sometimes feel like a burden, right? it immediately makes you want to like pivot away from it, right. right? But then if you kind of change your perspective, you look at it as, wow, these people love me for this. Exactly. They want, and, and I have a gift where I can give that to them. You know, as I was growing up and when I first came into the game, I wanted so hard for people to not think that you know, they could box me in or that, like, this is my only thing that I could do. And now it's like, I look at it like, it's almost like product and clientele. I happen to have this product that my clientele experienced certain type of way. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, just deliver that. Like, the fiends are just lined up out right. the door for this. It's like, yeah, just deliver that. By the way, that's like just what come off of you naturally anyway. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like you ain't got to even fight too hard. And it's like now that I got acting going on, like it makes music even easier. 
Cause like now I know it's like okay, word. Like I ain't even gotta really rely off of music. Like I could just do whatever the fuck I want. They're also expecting yeah. a specific product. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's cool. That's cool. I mean, I got these niggas hooked on crack. <laughs> I gotta keep giving them crack. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a great way to see it. Cause if not, they'll crush you. Mm. The word pressure. Up. The pressure. Right up. And you know, I feel like what happens sometimes is like. As artists, and this is where our human nature plays in, right? Like, we'll be having our own success, but then we look over and it's like, we see somebody else's success. Okay. And it's like, we kind of like want pieces of that. And it kind of strays us away from appreciating what we have. Yeah. Not knowing that those same people want a piece of what we got. It's like, that's just the wait, way the wait, world wait, goes Wait, 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 wait. But you're talking about two successful people, right? Exactly. So what is the other success that you, you so want? So for me, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll break it down. So for me, it was like seeing mainstream success. Like, I felt like I was just, I had the underground on lock. You know what I mean? But I feel like I kind of got greedy. It's like, I want mainstream success. Like, I want to be on this level. Like, I want to do it like how he did it. So I didn't realize, like, I was so young, I didn't realize that integrity was my success. Mm. It, it came to a point where now I started chasing success over integrity. Mm. And then I realized, like, wait, I don't value success more than integrity. You know what I'm saying? Integrity is where I feel at home and where I feel complete and, truthfully, where I feel the most successful. Yo, that really makes a lot of sense to me. Because right. at the end of it, what, do you, what can you live with? right. Right. Mm -hmm. I got this ill voice memo one time. Um, I was at this uh, Wu-Tang documentary and we was in the back in a fucking janitor's closet smoking weed and recipes. Papa Wu was there. Yeah. And he was, mm. you know, delivering sermons like he always do. And and one of the things he said that forever lives with me, he's like, you know, brothers keep searching, searching for what? And when in the end, you're just going to find you. Mm. Right. And it's like that shit wow. hit me so hard now because I'm like, wow, wow. Like, I, I see exactly. I, I thought I knew what it meant back then, but it's like, it resonates even deeper now. Papa Wu was deep. He was. I was there that night. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Was there a time where you felt like, ooh, I don't like, I don't like what I'm doing? What made you kind of look inside? And Oh, I mean, shit, when I got my first hit, devastated. When, when that came out, it was my, it's my biggest song. But like, the way I saw my core turn against me and shit was like, I didn't like that. Wow. I, I didn't like people being like, yo, Joey sold out, boom, boom, boom. Like, I didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Even though it was successful, like, you could you could separate certain fans. Like, you know, you got fans and then you got supporters. People who just going to support you because they fuck with you, the person. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would say that was the first moment where I really felt like, shit, like, if that would have went a different way, I would have probably made five more of those. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have probably made five more of those. Like, the album would have probably sounded like that. But, it, like, because it didn't, it was just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, let me uh, let me not forget about the niggas who need crack. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, But at mm. the same time, it's like, it's no regrets. I had to have done that. Yeah. I had to have uh, learned that lesson. I, I, I had to feel that. Or else I would have still been craving to do that to this day. Like, yo, I want to put out a song like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I did it. I know what it feels like. Um, I could do it again. How do you find motivation or inspiration or things that you want to rap about, things that you want to create about now? Because I kind of wonder that, with, especially with you, Nas, people always are like, yo, how is he still creating new music that is in 
like 100% him, authentically him, but very timely, not stuck in the past. So like, I kind of ask that question because I always want to know from from everybody who's still creating and isn't just kind of like, well, I did this great thing. Just have you seen this great thing that I did? Back I mean, then? for me, and you know, I'm sure Nas could relate to this. Like, I mean, my it's just experience. You know, like every day is new experiences. Like we we just going through the motions of life. You know, like is um it's a different time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like we kind of just react into the world around us. And so as long as the world is moving, we'll have shit to rap about. Facts. Mm. I feel like we really jumped into like, you know, what you're working on right now and and some of the journey. But like early inspiration, you talked about growing up in a Caribbean family Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. Some people like, you know, they say that there's so much of a shadow, a hip hop shadow over Brooklyn that you're always growing. All the kids are growing up in the shadow of these greats. Did you feel that like you were your parents were playing hip hop? I felt that in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Like it was empowering for me, like to be from where Jay and Big is from, and like yeah, so many great people. I mean, it was it was inspiring. You know, what like was my, your block? My, my what uncle was your knew area? Mike Tyson back in oh, the day wow. and shit like that. You know, what I mean, wow. uh, my family really is from Bed Stuy, but then like you know, me and my moms we lived in Flatbush. While I was coming up, but like we was back and forth, Flatbush, Best Eye, and um, I went to school in Crown Heights. Um, I had a cousin in Canarsie. He's like, I feel like when you live in Brooklyn, like you kind of get around the borough. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really just stay in one area. You know what I'm saying? You kind of like you live here, but you go to school over there. Is that commute? So you going through all these different neighborhoods on the commute and shit like that. What was Flatbush like? Flatbush was a melting pot of the West Indies. You know what I'm saying? It's like Jamaicans, Haitians, uh, every island, San, San Lucians, Trinis. You see, when um, Labor Day came around. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you got the Juve on Church Ave. It's like, yeah, you see all the shots that's come out. You know what I'm saying? Niggas walking down the block with machetes and two by fours mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. You know, historically, there's always been like these rites of passage. There's so much fun. They're also dangerous. They're also like, you don't know if you're going to make it out and you make some mistakes. There was Labor Day Parade, Puerto Rican Day Parade. That was always fun. I've, I've never been to Puerto Rico. What? Oh. Yeah, no, I've never been. Bruh, that's fun. That was yeah. fun. We had Labor Day. Yeah, <laughs> like, true, 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 true. Like, I was Puerto Rican that day, every year. Every year, That's everybody funny. was Puerto Rican. Every year I got a chance to go, I was Puerto Rican. <laughs> That's funny. Shout out to my Puerto Ricans. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, shout out. Yeah. We had Jones Beach Greek Fest. We had yeah. Penn yeah. Relays. We used to go to Penn Relays. It was like yeah. um, a college like races and everybody would go. It's what, really just... What's happening now I don't That's know, lit no... in New York? Have we all moved... On yeah. to I just feel like it's it's changed now. Like everything's so digital. Yeah. Like niggas is just hanging out on their phones now. Kids are less motivated to like be outside and like having huge gatherings. Yeah. And then coming off of COVID and shit too, like huge gatherings is dying down. Hopefully they'll I mean? come back. You know, that human connection IRL. We need that. Yeah. Everything's gonna be different though. Yep. Everything. Shit. It's already different. The song Revenge. This year you put out. Yeah. I relate to that. It's like, damn, you know, so much, everything you say in that record is is motivation to keep going because, you know, we're all going through different levels. If you get your shit together, people, you know, you, you start growing and then the stuff that comes with your growth, the people that don't grow with you, the people that come after you because they're now threatened by your growth, 
it's a lot to deal with, you know, for everybody. So that I think anybody that's trying to pop off and come up and that song is perfectly suited for the listener and is a jam. Word up. You put that together very nice. Thank and that, you. And that's what a lot of people need to be able to do. To be great at this rap thing, you can't just be one way with it. You got to be Word able up. to make songs. Word up. Songs that really, I, I'm into rap, but I'm into music as a whole piece of work. So that is a well put together piece of work. Thank bro. you. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate that. It means a lot. More of that to come? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. New you know, album I mean, and, and yes, yes, real soon. Um, shit, I need you on that. I'm there. Because we, we, we worked on something before, but <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kind of rushed it and I didn't that get was, a chance It was like a to, static selector yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, shout out to static. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of rushed because I was trying to get on it while I was doing other things, and I didn't like that because to work with him, I wanted it to be well thought out and everything, and you delivered. Well, listen, me and Static got another one for you. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Say yeah. no more. Say no more. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But so all that's on the way. Yep, yep. On the way. Um, definitely coming out this year. I look forward to it. I mean, shit, it's been five years since my last album. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. To that's me. a lifetime I'm like, now. I'm like, where the fuck did five years go? Like, the fact that I could still be here. Yeah. Talking about an album that I'm going to drop and people are excited and, it, and the last one was five years ago. It's like, that's a big blessing in itself, you know? That's so, not, that's very rare. I'm excited. Very rare. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. And it's, it's it's interesting too because I feel like all of a sudden now, like the time is just perfect, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like it just couldn't be more perfect. Because we're all coming drop. back out of our shells and like... Really... And his career, what's happening. Yeah. Right, right. You know? But also I just feel like there's a demand for like, you know, the shit that I rap is an increased demand like right now at this specific right. moment you know what I'm saying like yo Magic is my favorite album to come out recently thank you man yeah, I bump that it. every day <laughs> like, I, ain't, I bump that every day and it really felt Thanks. like it came out of nowhere I was like yeah. nah word up cause like when I saw you <laughs> drop that I'm like didn't you just drop yeah, the exactly. album yeah yo it's Hit Boy man he um it's like he had this whole thing planned the day we dropped King's Disease 2 he was like yo I saw his face. I'm like, what's up? He was like, we celebrating. He's like, you know, I know how to do the next one. I'm like, yeah, right? It's going to be brighter sounds. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, nah, it's going to be more of that that shit. Not not to say darker, but just that he said he that shit. Whatever the hell he was talking about, I think I understood what he meant. And I went for it with him, man. But appreciate that, man. That shit inspires me today to like do what I want to do right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it give me that extra battery. So I, I thank y'all for that. Well, we really appreciate you coming here and, yeah. and sitting and talking to us. Appreciate y'all having me, man. It's an honor. You know, it's a pleasure. On the next episode of The Bridge, 50 Years of Hip Hop, we speak to The Rizza. You know, Raekwon says that verse and Cream. You know, every week we make 40 G's. And if you look at 10 dudes making 40 G's, that's only 4 G's a man. And the problems you're causing for that 40 G's, you destroy your community, and it's all negative. And somebody's gonna get locked up. When we went positive, you know, you get a good festival night, you might could catch 400 in one night. So the positivity outweighed the negativity. From Spotify, the executive producers are Gina Delvec and Jason Rodriguez, with additional production support from Leslie Guam and Andrea Salenzi. And special thanks to Courtney Holt, Jessica Dow, 
and everyone at Spotify who helped the bridge come to life. From Mass Appeal, the executive producers are myself, Nas, Peter Bittenbender, Jenya Meggs. Lead producer is Medina Pawana. And associate producer is Serge Jabrija. Our writer is Gabe Alvarez. Samara Langer and Cliff Cristofaro are our editors. Thanks for listening. <laughs>